What's happening, everybody? On today's show, recapping an epic signing day across the SEC. Not too many surprises, but some strong classes as we now include Texas and Oklahoma into the fold. Bama and Georgia dominate the day as expected. Billy Napier doing a little damage control after much of his class fell apart at Florida. And some more transfer portal movement yesterday, yesterday in the SEC. Ton to catch you guys up on Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC. Your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 of bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. All right, we got to jump into it. It was a mostly mostly drama-free National Signing Day for much of the SEC. The rich got richer, as they typically do. Georgia and Alabama finishing number one and number two in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Before we get started, I uh, do have to say this. We're only a 30-minute show. We're not going to be able to cover... Every team in the SEC extensively uh, figure what we'll do is we'll give you some of the biggest headlines of what happened yesterday around the SEC. We'll touch on that. And by the way, the rankings I'm going by are the current 24-7 sports composite rankings. I know some people use Rivals, some people use On3, some people use ESPN. I've just always kind of gone with the 24-7 sports composite, so that's what we're going by. So if you get mad when I say your team's ranked 8th and you go, no, we're ranked 6th, whatever. We're going by these rankings. If you prefer the other rankings, go by those. That's just what we're going to stick with today. All right, let's jump into it. Let's do it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch. Around the conference. And we start with Alabama as uh, their class highlighted by five-star quarterback Julian Sand, five-star corner Jalen Bakwe, and uh, two stud athletes there. Georgia's class obviously loaded with five-star corner Ellis Robinson and linebacker Justin Williams. So those were... You know, the number one, number two classes, as they typically are. Georgia and Bama, they're always there. They're always in Atlanta. They're always in the playoff. And they're always killing it on the recruiting front. So Kirby Smart and Nick Saban doing their job. But let's get to some of the biggest storylines that took place on Wednesday across the SEC. And uh, we start five-star safety K.J. Bolden. He flipped his commitment from Florida State to Georgia yesterday. He was the number one safety in this class. So... Sorry, Seminoles, you lose again. Georgia gets the best there. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, we're just putting up pictures of some of the recruits. I know they're not all going to match with what we're doing here. But uh, five-star D lineman Edric Houston out of Buford, Georgia, he officially signed with Ohio State. There was a lot of buzz leading up to yesterday that Alabama was going to flip him, but ultimately they did not. Edric Houston stuck with Ohio State. Four-star linebacker Adarius Hayes flipped his commitment from Florida to Miami yesterday, and there was a lot of this. We're going to touch on Florida in a little bit, but, man, they lost a lot of kids on Wednesday. Five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo officially signed with Texas. There was a lot of talk that Missouri was making a a late run for him. Uh, Alabama, I think, was after him. A big addition for Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns. 
Ryan Wingo, one of the best size-speed combos among all the wide receivers, can stretch the field, dangerous with the ball in his hands, runs a sub 10-7 in the 100 meters. So uh, Ryan Wingo, big get there for Steve Sarkeesian and Texas. Four-star athlete Aaron Hampton. He was committed to Texas. He flipped to Alabama, 5'11", 190-pound athlete, had been committed to the Longhorns since the summer. He's the number 11 athlete in the country. Aaron Hampton going to Bama. Another big one yesterday, four-star D lineman Amaris Williams flipped from Florida to Auburn. A big win there for Jeremy Jeremy Garrett and Hugh Freeze. Six foot two, 265 pounds. The fifth blue chipper to join Auburn's class. Number 83 overall prospect, number 12 D lineman Amaris Williams. Probably going to plug right in on that Auburn defensive line from day one. Uh, four-star running back Kevin Riley, he was committed to Miami. He flipped to Alabama yesterday. The number four running back in the composite rankings, number eight player from the state of Alabama. He said, Alabama stuck with me. They were always around. They kept recruiting me. And now I'm staying home in the state of Alabama. So Kevin Riley going to be added to that backfield for the Crimson Tide. Four-star D lineman Steve Bumua, I guess is how you would say it, from Canada. Signed with the University of Alabama yesterday. Six foot four, 260 pounds. Chose the tide over Mississippi State. So Canadian coming on down to Tuscaloosa. Uh, Four-star wide receiver Isaiah Williams. He had been committed to Florida since May. He flipped to Texas A&M yesterday. Took an official visit this past weekend. And very quickly chose the Aggies. He's the number 54 wide receiver overall, Isaiah Williams. And then last night, four-star Texas A&M linebacker commit Ty Anthony Smith pulled the ultimate flip. Going from Aggie to Longhorn. He went from Son Varsity's horns off to putting them back on. Smith had been committed to A&M since June, but yesterday he flips to Steve Starkeesian and Texas. He's the number 28 linebacker in this class, the number 54 prospect from the state of Texas. So those were kind of the big headlines all across the place. So... Let's dive into Florida a little bit. The Gators had decommits in the past few weeks, which included uh, five-star Xavier Filsame. We talked about him a little bit earlier this week. D-lineman Amaris Williams. Linebacker Darius Hayes. D-lineman Nazir Johnson. DB Wardell Mack. DN Jamonte Walker. I mean, the list goes on and on of the kids that were committed to Florida in this special class but ended up flipping. I saw some people saying uh, on social media, look, on-field results matter. When you go 5-2 and two and finish 5-7, and seven, you know, some of these recruits pay attention to that. It's not all about wins, right? I mean, losing programs get big recruits all the time, but um, it just trended the wrong direction. you got to wonder if they had pulled off the upset of Florida State and preparing for a bowl game right now. Would that have maybe solidified some of these kids' minds? Stability there of the program under Billy Napier. Instead, you miss a bowl game in year two, kind of go in the wrong direction. But there was some good and bad for Florida yesterday. Uh, the good four-star running back, Jaden Baugh, ended up signing with the Gators. He's a big get for Coach Jabbar Jaluk and Coach Napier. He's the number 26 running back in the country. He pairs with their other four-star running back, Kanan Daniels. There was a lot of buzz at Alabama was going to flip Jaden Baugh, but they ended up flipping the Miami kid. And so Jaden Baugh is going to Florida. Three-star safety Greg Smith committed to the Gators yesterday. He's the number 35 athlete in this class. And the big one late yesterday, DJ Lagway. 
uh, sticking with the with the Gators. Of course, he was uh, he's five star quarterback and has been Florida through and through for months and months and months and top quarterback in the state of Texas. He uh, made his commitment on national TV ESPN two. He said he's signing with Florida. Excited to play for Billy Napier. Uh, they were asked to ask DJ Lagway, why does he think Billy Napier is the guy for it? He said, I just believe in him. He's a really good dude. I just see it. I could see it there. I could see him doing amazing things. I feel like I'm the piece of the puzzle to complete it. Of course, uh, Florida going to have Graham Mertz for one more season coming uh, coming back. But DJ Lagway, got to think, you know, probably redshirt this year, playing a couple of games and be the guy moving forward. Now, there was a big push late. Uh, Lincoln Riley and Mike Elko made big pushes. Texas A&M and USC. USC kept calling. They were trying to flip Lagway up until the last second, but kudos to him. He held firm on his commitment to Florida. You know, former Gators like Gervon Dexter even tweeted out, you know, congrats for staying loyal and appreciate it. But then the bigger news for Florida happened yesterday evening. Five-star defensive lineman LJ McCray. There had been rumors circulating yesterday that he was not going to sign on Wednesday. He did not take part in his high school ceremony. Well, in the hours after Lagway admitting he is holding firm with Florida, LJ McCray went live on Instagram, put on a Florida hat, and said he plans to play for the Gators. Florida confirmed his national letter of intent was submitted. LJ McCray, like we said, five-star D lineman, six foot six, 260 pounds, the number 35 overall prospect in this class. Two monster gets to keep this Florida class from crumbling in the hands of Billy Napier. In Florida's class, they settled in right at about 16 as of last night, a far fall from being number five where they were just a week ago. But based on all the signing day flips, Billy Napier and his crew, I think, did a pretty good job of salvaging some of the big names. Napier addressed Florida's multiple deep commitments. Speaking with the media yesterday, he said, look, you see it all across the country and down to the finish line. He said some former commits might not have been up for the challenge here at Florida. So, totaling it out, here's where we are, at least at the time of this recording. Don't judge me. A lot of things can change by the time you guys watch this on YouTube or listen to the podcast. But as of now, 24-7 sports composite rankings, SEC team rankings, Georgia 1, Bama 2, Texas 5, Auburn 7, Oklahoma 8. So, that's five SEC teams in the top eight. LSU coming in at 11, Tennessee 13, Florida 16, Texas A&M 17, South Carolina 20. So that's what, 10 SEC teams in the top 20. Then we get to Ole Miss at 21, Mizzou at 24, Kentucky at 25, Arkansas 28, Mississippi State 35, and Vanderbilt 40th. I mean, look, when the worst team in your league has the 40th best recruiting class, you know you're doing something right. All right, thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, some highlights of what some of the coaches had to say across the SEC on National Signing Day. We'll bring you that here in just a sec. We are nearing the end of the year. That means a lot of you guys owning your small business. You want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible that you want to interview. If you're adding to your staff going into the new year, you got to go check out our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has all the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just another job board. They have a huge network of more than a billion professionals that are going to make it the best place for you to hire. I-hiring is easy 
when you have that many quality candidates to choose from. Look, everybody's on LinkedIn. They're going to see your job post. They just will. And with LinkedIn, they're going to make the process super quick and easy. They even launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, which, which makes the process even easier. Go post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Go post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Also, I want to remind you guys, we're less than a week out from the Tax Act Texas Bowl. It is the biggest bowl event over in Houston, Wednesday, December 27th. The Texas A&M Aggies taking on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Come experience the passion, the pageantry, the rivalry of another exciting Big 12 versus SEC showdown to close out the college football season. Of course, the national championship is going to be in Houston in just a couple weeks, but they are getting things started with the uh, Tax Act Texas Bowl. Again, if you're an Aggie a fan or alum or whatever, get your butt to NRG Stadium. Go get your seats for the Tax Act Texas Bowl. They're going to have tons of great concerts leading up to it. Roger Krager will perform, Braxton Keith, and, of course, the Aggies going for uh, a win heading into the offseason as they begin the Mike Elko era. Uh, Again, if you're an SEC fan just living in the Texas or Houston area, you want to go, go check them out. Go support the Aggies. Go boo the Aggies, whatever it is. For the best seats and suites and bowl events, check out TaxActTexasBowl.com right now. That's TaxActTexasBowl.com for more info. All right, roll along here. Locked on SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we'll continue to get you guys caught up to date with all the latest rumblings around the transfer portal. There, there's moves every day happening in the SEC, so we'll get you caught up on all of it. But uh, we got more to get to on what some of the coaches had to say yesterday following National Signing Day. So let's get you caught up with uh, just a little tidbit from every coach across the SEC. We'll start over at Missouri. Eli Drinkwitz appearing on SiriusXM yesterday, and I kind of thought it was interesting what he said. He said, look, a lot of schools – are now just calling within that last 48 hours of a kid signing and throwing around some crazy numbers, meaning money. He said every single recruit that he talks to asks about NIL now. He said they're utilizing NIL packages as the main motivation, which is exactly what wasn't supposed to happen with college football. He said NIL is absolutely an inducement in recruiting. And look, we shield it with, oh, it's the... It's the collective paying them. It's not the school. The coach isn't paying them. It's the collective. Whatever. It, it, it's kind of out of hand. Eli Drinkwood said, until we get some kind of uniformed, I'm 100% for our student athletes to earn money for the product they put on the field. But he said the, the 12-team playoff is a billion-dollar media opportunity. These players all deserve it. But we need some kind of uniformed structure here. He said they deserve a, a piece of the pie, uh, but we need some kind of uniformity that's crucial. A few other things. Missouri also put up billboards in the state of Arkansas to celebrate the signing of two of their top prospects from the state of Arkansas, Courtney Crutchfield and Austin Dendy. I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, their top recruit, Williams Waneri, uh, Drink said he never thought he would flip. There were some rumblings that, oh, he might waver. He might not come to Missouri. He's Mizzou through and through. So congrats. Big get there for Coach Drink. Over at Auburn. Hugh Freeze talked with the media yesterday. He talked about some of the stuff going on in the final hours. He said there are some schools in this co- in this conference, they believe in last night efforts. You got to stay up all night to fight. There were some late night pushes. But uh, Hugh Freeze went on to say the goal was to have a top 10 class in year one and a top five class in year two, and that's what is needed to win in this conference. Auburn signed their best wide receiver class in school history. Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson leading the way. 
Uh, also, their quarterback, they signed Walker White. Hugh Freeze said, I think he's going to be a star. He's a true Auburn man. I think he's got all the skill sets to do that. question is, how long till Walker White sees the field? Is it all Peyton Thorne next year? We will see. Over at Georgia, the Bulldogs claim the top recruiting class in the country. Big recruit was their quarterback, Ryan Puglisi. Is that, is that what we're going with? Uh, he's a long quarterback after Dylan Rayola uh, decommitted and committed to Nebraska. But Kirby Smart saying Ryan is a tremendous young man, great family. He's been committed for a long time. They knew he was a, there was a, a quarterback deficit in our room. They know uh, we're always looking for good players, and he's one of them. Uh, George's point total was uh, along the way yesterday was ranking around 315 on the composite rankings, putting them somewhere around the top 15 best classes in the 24-7 sports era. Over at Alabama, Nick Saban praised the flip of his uh, signee Aaron Hampton, who apparently goes by Bubba. Uh, flip from Texas to Alabama on Wednesday, Nick Saban saying yesterday, Bubba is Bubba's kind of a dog, man. This guy's a great competitor, can do a lot of things. We're really excited about getting him. So Aaron Hampton, got to keep an eye on him moving forward with the Crimson Tide. Over at Ole Miss, they are concluding uh, signing day with via the high school and the transfer portal. The best roster for an upcoming season in program history. Lane Kiffin and his staff been going about it, trying to make things happen. Their recruiting class finishes 21st overall, but their portal ranking class currently number two overall behind Colorado. And if they land Walter Nolan, you got to think, they may jump to number one. But Ole Miss signs their largest number of Mississippi recruits of the Lane Kiffin era. And Kiffin, always one to poke the bear, yesterday asked about Ole Miss's success in recruiting in the state of Mississippi. He said the trajectory of both the Ole Miss and Mississippi State programs was one of many factors. He said, quote, one program's going one way, the other one's going the other. Whew, Jeff Levy, get ready for barbs being thrown your way over there in Oxford. Over at LSU, their class uh, was highlighted by top 10 running back Caden Durham, an electric running back coming off back-to-back state title runs in Texas. He'll join a talented LSU running back room. Uh, We'll see if Logan Diggs and Josh Williams both come back. They have another year of of eligibility, and you pair them with last year's freshmen Caleb Jackson and Trey Holly. LSU going to have a good running back room next year. They went 27 for 27 on their commits, so no surprises there. Brian Kelly said that – LSU added 64 freshmen over their last three cycles. He said their approach is uh, the way to win championships, continuity and consistency in your program. So they're going to move away from bringing in so many transfers as they have the last, uh, as they did last year. So see what, what they do there. Over at Oklahoma. God, it feels weird to say Oklahoma in the SEC, but they went perfect 20 for, 27 for 27 on their commitments. Oklahoma signing uh, another top 10 class, Brent Venables, saying he wants and needs uh, more as Sooners, as the Sooners prepare to enter the, quote, relentless SEC, where 13 of the league's 16 teams landed top 25 classes. Over at Arkansas, Sam Pittman, talking about his recruiting class, said he got the thumbs up on 2024 four-star wide receiver commit Ashton Bethel-Roman, who had recently taken a visit to A&M, so big-time get there. Uh, He went on to say, we were more concerned about the ones we got more than the ones we lost. But overall, thought this was an outstanding day for the Hogs. Also got a surprise uh, signature from a wide receiver out of New Orleans, Cross Johnson. So, see what the Hogs are able to put out there next year. Over at South Carolina, Shane Beamer wrapped up his signing day. Said his first time in 16 seasons, he's not getting ready for a bowl game. Said he loves his players, he's a positive guy, but... 
He said, that's not okay. I'm not happy. And they're going to get it right. South Carolina surprised some people locking down a commitment from three-star wide receiver DeBron Gatling yesterday. He was originally committed to A&M before changing his plans. He committed over a week ago, and now he is heading to South Carolina. Gamecocks also locked in their big five-star offensive tackle, Josiah Thompson. There was some talk of maybe a flip there, but he held firm. Uh, they did lose cornerback Braden Lee, who flipped to Maryland yesterday. Or Tennessee, Josh Heupel talking with the media. Talked about the Tennessee roster. Said uh, he's not going to stress over it just yet. He noted that Omar, Norman Lott, Gabe, Judy, Lolly, and Keenan, Keenan Peely were all added after the start of last year's early signing period. So there's more names that could come through the transfer portal. He did say that his secondary is going to look way different next year at Tennessee. That he loves the athleticism, all the young guys that they've recruited the past two years. Spoke about his quarterback signing in this class. Obviously, Nico Yamaliava caught all the headlines last year. He projects to be their starter this coming season. But their signee, Jake Merklinger, I uh, said that uh, Jake's uh, going to have to grow really quickly. He said he'll get spoon-fed as we start here in January and grow throughout spring football. Over Kentucky, they've done a good job of recruiting and obviously uh, bringing in a four-star recruit in Cutter Bowley. At quarterback, and then also bringing in Brock Vandergriff, the transfer from Georgia. Mark Stoops talked about his quarterbacks, saying that uh, Cutter Bowley has a very contagious personality, stood out among all the recruits. And then bringing in Brock Vandergriff, Mark Stoops said, stands out to him, his love for football. Definitely a football guy, extremely talented player. Said he would be fine uh, locked in her film room for hours and hours with OC Liam Cohen. So Kentucky. Uh, class finishes ranked 25th overall. The transfer class ranks 9th overall, so they're bringing it in on both ends. Over at Mississippi State, Jeff Lebby got a three-star wide receiver Ricky Johnson to flip from Stanford to Mississippi State yesterday evening. Uh, speaking with the media yesterday, he was raving about his four-star quarterback, Michael Van Buren. Jeff Lebby saying, expect big things from him, a guy that at some point has got a chance to be the face of our program. Bulldogs also added Juco running back Johnny Daniels yesterday. Over at Texas, Steve Sarkeesian emphasizing how he loves his wide receiving class so far. He said, but Texas may not be done there just yet. Uh, Sark said that wide receiver signee Ryan Wingo is the type of receiver you would create in a lab. Six foot two, 205 pounds, great length, elite speed. Really, really like him. Uh, since Sark has landed in Austin, Texas has brought in a five-star at nine different position groups. Pretty impressive. Over at AM, Mike Elko talking with the media. He said, when you're a new coach and a new staff, you have to make some serious decisions. And I think you can do a lot of things in your first 18 days that can really set your program back for a long time. You could compromise values. We wanted to make sure that the young men that we added in this group represented the direction we want AM to go. Uh, AM did nail down four star edge Solomon Williams yesterday afternoon, a guy that should be an instant impact in this class. And lastly, over at Vanderbilt, Clark Lee talking about his class. So he's been pleased with the overhaul of his quarterback room. We'll get to more on that in a second. But uh, this class highlighted by four-star safety Dante Carter, one of the highest-ranked recruits in Vanderbilt program history. He had interest from Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Clark Lee saying, Dante is a guy we think could come in, have an immediate impact. He's going to have to earn it. He knows that nothing will be given to him. But we believe in his abilities and love his mentality. Clark Lee also talking about his new uh, offense coordinator, Tim Beck, making that official. So, should see an approved Vandy offense moving forward. One more note, four-star O-lineman Cohen Eccles expected to make his announcement on Friday. He's considered a heavy lean for Auburn, 
But some reports saying LSU might still be in play there, so keep an eye out for that. All right, still more to come here on Locked on SEC, part of the Locked on Podcast Network covering your team every day. We'll jump into the portal next. This episode presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. As the weather continues to get colder, the NFL offers stand red hot over there at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Of course, they got all the college football stuff up there as well, all the uh, bowl games, and of course, the, uh, the two big playoff games coming up very soon. If you want to make it interesting, go do it over at FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash on today and uh, get through the rest of this NFL season and bowl season with FanDuel. FanDuel, they are the official partner of the NFL. One more time, FanDuel.com slash on. Check them out today. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, roll along here in Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. We've had so much to cover uh, recruiting-wise and everything else. we got to dive back into it as we uh, dive into the uh, transfer portal, as we had some big news uh, yesterday from all around the portal. But Jamin Dumas-Johnson, big-time player over at Georgia, of course, part of their championship run. He officially announced his transfer yesterday to Kentucky. James Dumas, Jamin Dumas-Johnson announcing on Instagram that uh, he said the chip is there on both shoulders. Hashtag go big blue. Hashtag big blue nation. So a big time pickup there for Mark Stoops on his defense. Of course, James, uh, Dumas-Johnson, his season got cut short by an arm injury, missed a couple games down the stretch, had 34 tackles before he missed four games, and uh, was – Georgia's second-leading tackler on the 2022 National Title Championship team. So, Dumas Johnson, big-time addition there for Mark Stoops. Kentucky also added former Florida O-lineman Jalen Farmer in the portal as well. So, they just keep adding and adding and adding through that portal. Kentucky is. We're going to see them, South Carolina, Ole Miss, all going to look very different with a lot of the names they're adding through the portal. Over at Florida, Wisconsin receiver... See if I can get this right. Chimre DK, I think is how it's pronounced. He committed to Florida yesterday. He's a former target of their quarterback, Graham Mertz. In fact, 78 of DK's career uh, receptions, 1,150 of his yards receiving, and eight of his receiving touchdowns all came by way of Graham Mertz when they were both at Wisconsin. So I like that approach from Billy Napier saying, Graham Mertz, who do you feel comfortable with? Oh, you like this guy over Wisconsin? Well, let's bring him over. Let's get you guys reunited. Over in South Carolina, they have uh, been very active in the portal. Uh, Gamecocks lost a, a couple of multi-year, uh, or a couple of alignment, a multi-year offensive starter to the transfer portal. Jalen Nichols entering the transfer portal. He missed last season with an arm injury, but was expected to be back this season. Started at left tackle back in 2022. 
Uh, but the Gamecocks have been aggressive in uh, trying to add to their lines, particularly the defensive line. They've added uh, two top transfers and Drew Tuazama and uh, Jatias Gear, uh, both uh, defensive linemen. So we'll keep an eye on uh, how they do there in the trenches. But I said that was the biggest place where they needed to uh, make ads. So keep an eye on them at South Carolina. All right, over at Mizzou, Eli Drinkwitz and company added a nice piece out of the transfer portal. Edge rusher Darius Smith from Georgia played two seasons at Georgia before entering the portal. Appeared in 16 games, six tackles, a pass deflection this past season. He saw action in five games, totaling three tackles and a tackle for a loss. Mizzou has now received a pair of transfer portal commits in the past 24 hours. Uh, that was Oklahoma offensive lineman Caden Green, pledged to the Tigers, and now they get Darius Smith. So <laughs> Eli Drinkwood's getting pretty serious, adding some pieces out of the portal. Uh, Tennessee, they ventured out to the Pac-12 to land a standout defensive back in Jermod McCoy. Or Jer- yeah, is that right, Jermod? I think that's how it's pronounced. But uh, finished last season, 31 tackles, two picks, seven pass deflections. Second defensive back transfer for the Vols out of the portal. Also got Middle Tennessee transfer Jacoby Thomas. They've also added uh, Notre Dame tight end Holden Stace. And yesterday came out uh, Cal tight end Cole Harrison committing to the Vols. So a lot of impact players there. They did lose to Marion McDonald, Danico Slaughter, Warren Burrell. So... Going to be a whole new secondary there at Tennessee. Mississippi State, their offensive tackle Percy Lewis entered the transfer portal yesterday. Grad transfers, played in 25 games with eight starts. Uh, Mississippi State also losing Jaquavius Woody Marks. We know Will Rogers, their quarterback, transferring out to Washington. Woody Marks reportedly uh, from Matt Zenitz going to transfer to USC to play for Lincoln Riley. Woody Marks had 573 rushing yards this year, four touchdowns, a threat in the passing game as well. He's the seventh Mississippi State transfer portal entry to announce his destination. Uh, A few other notes here. Ole Miss offensive tackle Cedric Nicely jumped in the portal yesterday. Duke linebacker Dorian Mossy, or Mousy, he is transferring to Auburn, he announced yesterday. Vanderbilt added New Mexico State quarterback Blake Berlowitz, who will compete with Utah transfer uh, Nate Johnson. Berlowitz just finished up his first year of college football, uh, played in just one game at New Mexico State, got an extended look against Liberty. Uh, Georgia, they are reportedly still working on landing Miami transfer wide receiver Colby Young, so keep an eye on that. And I think that is uh, just about it. Let me just correct myself on on South Carolina. I think I was looking at the wrong thing. South Carolina in the portal. They are adding. Uh, they've added already. Oscar Attaway running back. Rocket Sanders running back. Uh, defensive end Kyle Kennard coming over from Georgia Tech. And who's the other uh, D lineman? Oh, DeAndre Jules from Pitt. I knew I had the wrong names there. So anyway, made that correction. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to everydayers. Come on back tomorrow. Plenty more to discuss. Uh, SEC never sleeps. I mean, 16 teams now. We're going to have some – there's going to be news every single day from here on out. Uh, For your second listen, go check out the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked on Sports Today, here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with our local experts. Uh, Locked on Sports Today on YouTube. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.